0: Welcome to our live broadcast, coming from sunny Southern California.
1: Welcome back to Light Words with Pastor Scott Huffman from Lighthouse Church Ministries. Today's message comes from the backyard and is titled "Islands of the Sea." You can watch Pastor Scott live every Sunday at 10:30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Facebook and Instagram. Enjoy.
0: Pastor Scott from Lighthouse Church and Ministries. All men and women that have come into the world have been touched by the divine light, but not all have been desired to seek that light and follow that light. Jesus is the light, amen? Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. May you seek the light of life in your life and find abundance of life, joy, and blessing. Jesus gave this mandate to his disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel even to some of the most remotest places on earth. Our broadcast has been reaching the world for Christ, hallelujah. I wanna talk today about the gospel going to the islands of the world and beyond. But first, Kelly has a few quick words to share with you, Kelly. Yes,
1: well hello everyone, happy Sunday. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. We just wanted to shout out to some of the top countries that have been watching our broadcasts, and we're um, having hundreds of thousands of you join us throughout the week. So thank you. We love your comments. They really bless Praise us. God. Amen. Some really kind things that you're saying. We're praying for you. We love you. Um, Liberia, Ghana, Uganda. Um, we have still a lot of friends in India. We have South Africa. We have Ukraine, um, Poland. We have Europe, England. Hey, Oliver. Um, we have lots of friends Praise that are God. joining. So, Woo! just wanted to say we love you. And if you didn't notice, our shirt here. Hello world, hello USA, Um, Pastor Scott's phrase. um, People are saying
0: that now all over the world.
1: They are. Uh, For those of you in the USA, if you would like a t-shirt, you can do a donation to Lighthouse and we'll send you a t-shirt. So um, message us and we'll get one out to you. And let's see, let's say some hellos. Um, Emmanuel from Ghana, how are you? Hello Emmanuel. Anyone on Instagram? Mike, Mike, Danny, and
0: Amber. Danny, Hey, Mike.
1: How are you doing? We we want to send you a shirt, by the way, so send us your size. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you look
0: pretty buff to me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right, well, Dan, I think that's it. That's it? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. All right, let's take our Bibles, hold them out, and repeat after me. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. It was written for me. It
1: was written for me. I am, I, am. I am
0: what it says I am. I am
1: what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do.
0: I can do what it says I can. Today, do
1: I can my, do. My, Today my mind is, is alert. Today
0: my heart is receptive. My heart is receptive. The spirit of faith and victory is rising up in me.
1: The spirit of faith and victory is rising up
0: in me. I'm growing in favor with God and with men. I'm
1: growing I'm in favor with God, and with, God and with
0: men. The power of the word is changing my life. The
1: power of the word is changing my life. I will never be the same. I will never be the same. In
0: Jesus' name. In
1: Jesus'
0: name. Amen. We have believed, therefore we speak. speak. Praise God. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, the word of faith, which we preach. All right. Isaiah 11:11. 11, 11. It shall come to pass in that
1: day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people who are left from Assyria, Egypt, Pathros, Cush, Elam, Shinar, Hamath, and the islands of the sea.
0: Amen. The islands of the sea. Praise God. Shall we pray? Lord, we thank you and praise you for the word of God. We thank you for everyone listening and viewing. Lord, touch them by the power of the Holy Spirit right now. May the anointing of God come upon them. May they be encouraged, uplifted, and grow in the things of God and the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Paul said the gospel is the power of God. Everybody say that the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and then to the Greek or Gentile world. The gospel is has changed the world forever. I think of Billy Graham preaching all around the world. He's gone on to be with the Lord, but he preached primarily in the 20th century. One of the greatest evangelists the world has ever seen. The gospel simply means good news. (laughs) We have good news for the world. In Jesus' earthly ministry, he came preaching the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Let's look at Mark 1.15.
2: And saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel.
0: Very simple message. Jesus said, repent and believe the gospel. Praise God. Now let's look at Luke 4.18. This is when Jesus came into his hometown to preach the first sermon he ever preached. And he took out the scroll of the book of Isaiah. Let's read it. Luke 4:18. The
1: Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim, proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord.
0: You see, God understands there are brokenhearted people. There are depressed people. There are hurting people. There are people that are in pain today. Perhaps that's you today. And Jesus came to remove that pain, remove that suffering to preach in the year of Jubilee. Our ministry began in 1998. In the year of Jubilee, you say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Israel became a nation in 1948. 50 years later is the year of Jubilee. In 1998, we began our ministry, Lighthouse Church, in Long Beach, California, on July 5th. Wow, we came preaching in that year of Jubilee to give you the garment of praise and the spirit of joy, and the oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness, Jesus came to lift the heaviness off the world. Jesus said, The kingdom has come near to you. I heal the sick and I cast out demons by the power and finger of God. Acts 10.38
2: How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him.
0: So what did Jesus do? He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. There's an oppression of the devil upon the world today. And Christ came to break that oppression. And as we preach the gospel, we release people from that oppression. Hallelujah. We as believers, we need to preach the kingdom to the world under the anointing and power of the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Amen. The kingdom of God is not consist in word, but in power. During Paul's time, there were preachers out there that were kind of puffed up. You know, they had the silver tongue and they could really preach up a storm. But Paul said, where's your power? I hear your words, but where's the power behind the words? The Bible declares the kingdom of God is a power and a presence. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5.
1: And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power.
0: When Paul preached, there was a demonstration of the spirit and power. The Bible says when he came to Ephesus, Acts chapter 19, he did unusual miracles so that handkerchiefs were brought to him and they laid handkerchiefs upon his body and the anointing of the Holy Spirit was transferred into those handkerchiefs. Then they laid those handkerchiefs upon the demonized and the sick and they were healed and delivered. Praise God. Awesome. God very soon is going to visit the earth with his mighty power and presence in ways the world's never seen before. There's a lot of strange things happening in the world today, but it's even, it gets more strange in the things of God and the kingdom of God, typified by signs, wonders, miracles, and supernatural events. You know, we love the islands of the sea, amen? <clears throat> These remote places can be so lush, tropical, and gorgeous. Really, paradise on earth. Crystal blue, green, turquoise water with white, snowy, sandy beaches, jet black volcanic rock, and palm trees swaying. In the warm trade winds, have I convinced you? <laughs> Places like Hawaii, Bora Bora, Fiji, Tahiti, the Bahamas, the Maldives, the Mediterranean, such as Sardinia and Ma- uh, Majorca. Mallorca. Mallorca. there we go. <laughs> Rafa that's his hometown. They say in Cozumel, Mexico, there are seven shades of color in the water. We've been there. So where are the islands of the world? And where are the most remote and inhabited ones? When I was young, I read a book entitled The Dove. It's about a teenager named Robin Graham who sailed around the world at age 15 or 15 and a half by himself. He began first sailing to Hawaii. Then he sailed to the islands of the world. Let's read Psalm 139. Can someone find that or not? Tell you what, I'll read it. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the most remotest part of the sea, even there you will lead me, and your spirit goes with me. When talking about the islands of the sea, most people think about the Hawaiian Islands. We'll be there soon. A chain of volcanic islands floating in the remote areas of the Pacific Ocean. I'm always amazed when you're Hawaii, just floating out in the middle of nowhere on these volcanic islands that are so majestic and beautiful and gorgeous. But there are islands much more desolate than Hawaii. Tristan Island is a remote group of volcanic islands in the South Atlantic Ocean. It is the most remote, remote inhabited ancient culture island in the world, lying approximately 1,732 miles off the coast. Wow. Of Cape Town in South Africa. Another one of the most remote islands in the world is uh, Pekeren Island, which is the farthest island from a mainland in the world with a population of 49 people. Okay. The nearest airport is 330 miles west in the Gambier Islands. But the nearest mainland is New Zealand, which is 3,390 miles away. Are you ready to go? Pack your bags. Palmerston Island is a coral atoll. We just were looking at those atolls are amazing. They're a coral reef in a circular form with a lagoon in the middle created by a volcano. These are the Cook Islands in the Pacific Ocean, about 310 miles northwest of um, Padonga. James Cook landed there on June 16th, 1774. Didn't Cook also discover the Hawaiian Islands, I believe, as well? But the natives were already there prior to that. Fula, located off the coast of Scotland, is one of the United Kingdom's most remote, permanently inhabited islands. The island was the location for the film on the verge or edge of the world. Easter Island, perhaps you've heard of that. A Chilean territory is a remote volcanic island in the Polynesia. It's famed for its archaeological sites, including nearly 900 monumental statues called Moai, created by inhabitants during the 13th and 16th century. The Moai are carved human figures with oversized heads, often resting on massive stone pedestals. And by the way, I think it's a good surf spot. A lot of the pro surfers in the world go there to surf. The last place the gospel will be preached in the islands of the sea is the most remote places of the world let's look at isaiah forty-two ten and 12.
2: sing to the lord a new song and his praise from the ends of the earth who will go down to the sea and all that is in it you coastlands and you inhabitants of them let them give glory to god and declare his praise in the coastlands
0: praise god declare his praise in the coastland or in the islands of the sea jesus said the gospel must be preached to the ends of the earth as a witness and then the end will come. Let's take a look at Matthew 24, three and 14, a prophetic scripture when Jesus spoke to his disciples about his return.
1: Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? And then I'll skip down to 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come.
0: Guys, we are living in the last days. And we're living during the time that Jesus prophesied that the gospel will be preached to the remotest parts of the world, and it is today. And so we are on the verge of the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus said, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the remotest parts of the world, even the islands of the sea. We know on Pentecost the gospel came in great power and might. Let's look at Acts 2, 1-4. through
2: when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared on them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They
0: were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. A mighty rushing wind. God's going to rush in once more in great power. And the spirit of Pentecost is going to come back on the world, guys, like never before. Double, triple, fold. God's going to pour out his spirit in these last days. That force that occurred on Pentecost and that incredible outpouring carried the gospel to the ends of the earth. Just when God said, let there be light. And light was spoken into the world. The gospel was spoken into the world. The gospel then went to Samaria when Philip preached to them. Let's look at Acts Chapter 8, verse uh, 5 through 8 and 17.
1: Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who
0: were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in the city. Praise God. When the gospel is being preached, there's great joy. And when there's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, when there's a revival... Great joy emerges upon the people of God. Hallelujah. And that joy is coming back to us, to the body of Christ. Look at verse 17. Oh, Do we read that? Because uh, this is an important passage here okay. with Philip.
1: Then they laid hands on them? Yes. Okay. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit.
0: So here we see the gospel goes to Samaria. And there the Samaritans receive the word of God through Philip. Miracles are performed, signs and wonders. The demons are cast out. People cried out with a loud voice, and they were healed and delivered. The crippled were healed, and the lame were healed. Praise God. And then they laid hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise God. A seal that the Spirit of God had come upon them to abide with them forever. Then the gospel went to the Gentile world, and Peter had a vision. And the Lord said, Peter, eat. And Peter said, oh, no, I can't eat of these forbidden foods. And the Lord said, eat. The gospel is going to the Gentile world. And so Peter came to Cornelius' house, a centurion from the Italian regiment in Caesarea. We've been there. Beautiful place. By the way, I got bit by a fish out there in the water. I remember that. I said, something bit me. And um, I guess it was a fish about this long. I don't know. But anyway, um, they received the word of God in Caesarea and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Acts 10, 44 through 46.
2: While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision were believed more astonished, were astonished as many came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured upon the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Praise
0: God, speak with tongues and magnify God. The Holy Spirit fell upon, the Holy Spirit falls upon people. That's how God works. And uh, when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, he fell upon me uh, like warm oil. Praise God. From there, the gospel went to Asia or Asia Minor, uh, which is modern day Turkey. And then it went to Europe, to Greece. We've been there. And then to Rome. We've been there as well. <laughs> and Rome itself was the hub of the world at that time. You know, John Lennon said New York is Rome. And if you want to say where is the hub of the world, you'd probably say New York, right? Um, and yet, it was during the Roman times that Rome itself was the hub of the world, and the gospel was preached there by the Apostle Paul, where he was later beheaded uh, for his witness for Christ. Now, what happens when you receive the gospel into your life? Hey, that's a great question. Number one, the gospel allows you to receive eternal life and turn from darkness to light, Acts 26:18. To open their eyes in order to
1: turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of
0: sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Amen. So when you come to Christ, you turn from darkness to light and uh, you receive eternal life. And you also receive an inheritance that is stored up in heaven for you. An eternal inheritance that even today we can partake of that inheritance because we are infinitely wealthy in Jesus Christ. And we need to cash heavenly checks, amen. And we need to speak forth the word of God that God has blessed us. Blessed us going in and going out. We're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the country. We're the head, not the tail. We're above, only not beneath. And um, our enemies come into us seven way, or go in one way and come out seven ways. And uh, this blessing overtakes us in all capacities of life. Power through the gospel comes to you to be changed and born again from within and receive a new spiritual nature that looks like God on the inside, made in his image and likeness. Ephesians 4.24.
2: That you put on the new man which was created according to God and true righteousness and holiness.
0: Put on the new man, created in the image and likeness of God. People say, when I get to heaven, then I'll be like God. Guys, you already look like God on the inside if you're born again. You have his nature dwelling within you, and that nature, according to 1 John chapter 3, cannot sin. It's impossible. Your new nature can't sin. Now, the rest of you can still sin, (laughs) but your new nature is sinless. And now God is sanctifying the soulish part of you, mind, will, and emotions, and uh, conforming you to the image of his Son. Let's look at Colossians 3.10.
1: And have put on the new man who was renewed in knowledge according to the image of him, Jesus, who created him.
0: Paul said walk in the new nature, walk in the new man. That's where you're going to find victory in your Christian life. A lot of Christians don't know how to find victory because they think it's about doing it, performing it, working it out in their own flesh, their own efforts. It's not about that. It's about living in the new nature, the nature of God that dwells in you, the nature of righteousness, the nature of holiness. You already have been made holy. You are holy as he is holy. Now walk in the new nature. Walk in the likeness of God and be victorious in Christ. The gospel makes you a new person with a new hope, a new purpose for living and God's perfect love. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 21.
2: Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become
0: new. See, some uh, Christians, some pastors teach that when you come to Christ, you have two natures, a dual nature. You're kind of Schizophrenic. It's not true. When you come to Christ, you're a new creation. Old things have what? Passed passed away. away. All things are brand new. You only have one new nature, and that dwells within you, the new nature in Christ. The old man is dead. Everybody say that. The old man dead, the old man's gone. Now you still have the flesh to deal with, and that's the remnant that's left over from the new creation. But the bible says walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the desires of the flesh we have power over the flesh we have power over the world we have power over the devil in jesus name through the power of christ dwelling in us and the new nature now read verse 21
2: for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of god in him
0: that we might be made righteousness righteous in god we have been made righteous in god hallelujah i struggled with that for years Couldn't figure out how I could be righteous. And then I got a revelation after I was filled with the Holy Spirit that I had been made righteous in Christ. I had His righteousness dwelling in and through me. Praise God. Now, you know my testimony on a balmy night in Palm Springs, California. At age 14, people say, where's Palm Springs? Well, it's not far from where I'm seated right here, about a two-hour drive out in the desert. There I came to Christ on that balmy night and asked Jesus to come into my life. And as I walked out of that makeshift coffee house, I said, I'm brand new. I'm a new creation. I didn't know it said in 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any person be in Christ, they're a new creation, all things have passed away. All things are brand new. I was quoting the scripture without even knowing it. And then I said, I've been washed and cleansed on the inside. It's like I took a spiritual bath. And I didn't realize that the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed us from all sin. Hallelujah. And we have been made righteous in him. Number two, the gospel allows you to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, which comes upon you in mighty power. A lot of believers still have not been filled with the Holy Spirit. You guys need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need the power of the Spirit in your life. I sought the Spirit's power for months and months, seeking God. And he heard my prayer. Jesus said, you shall receive power. Dunamis, miracle-working power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses. Praise God. I was at a teacher's meeting in a place they didn't believe in it. They said, this can't happen, and I'm in there seeking the Lord, and the Holy Spirit fell upon me like warm oil from the top of my head and rolled all the way down to my feet and filled me up with His power and presence. And I was forever changed and forever filled with the Holy Spirit, and God bega- began to give me supernatural gifts, and I began to experience His anointing and power in my hands. So, God manifested Himself. He made a habitation with me. God came from somewhere in outer space down and dwelled right near me and close to me. And when I lift up my hands, I feel the presence of the Lord right between my hands. Just like God said, I'll dwell between the two cherubim above the mercy seat on the Ark of the Covenant behind the inner veil. Now, we as believers can go into the inner veil to the most holy place. And as we lift our hands before God, we form a type of the Ark of the Covenant and the Holy Spirit dwells right in between us. Praise God. Number three, the gospel allows you to receive spiritual gifts. Have you used your spiritual gifts? God wants to give you gifts. Everybody loves gifts. (laughs) Uh, To bless yourself. There's only one gift that blesses the individual believer. What is that? Personally, the gift of tongues. No wonder the devils fought that gift. It's a spiritual language where you could talk to God and be edified and built up in the things of God. Why would you not want to speak in tongues? And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Acts chapter 2, we already read it. Men and women, boys and girls, filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise God. But also, we are to seek spiritual gifts, and especially that we might prophesy. Prophecy is one of the most important gifts to the body of Christ. It's for edification, exhortation, and to build people up in the things of God. And so we should pray, Lord, give me that gift of prophecy. Hallelujah. You know, in the Old Testament, there were two men that were prophesying outside of the camp in Moses' camp. And then some men came and said, Moses, there's two dudes out there, and they're prophesying. We don't think they should be doing that. What did Moses say? You're right. I don't, I'm jealous. I don't want to fight with that. I, I don't want any competition here. No, he said... I wish that all God's people were prophets and that all of them would have the Spirit upon them and that all of them would prophesy. What a man of God. Amen? Number four, the gospel brings the light of life into a dark and evil place and shines forth with God's glory and brightness. Isaiah 61 through 3. This is a prophetic scripture What's going to happen very soon.
2: Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. God's
0: going to see his glory upon us, guys. People will recognize the glory of God upon us. They'll be drawn to that glory because it is the image and likeness of Christ. And number five, the gospel has changed the world forever and will continue to change the world, guys. We've got to keep preaching the gospel, not psychology, not philosophy, but the gospel, the good news of the word of God. Praise God until Jesus returns. Mark 16:15.
1: And he said to them, go into all the world
0: and preach the gospel to every creature, to every creature. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for the gospel. We pray now for those that need to return to come to Christ. You've never been born again like I was in a balmy night, Palm Springs, California. If that's you, you need Christ in your life. You need to be forgiven of your sins. There's a person out there and you've done something pretty bad. I don't know what it was, but it was very bad and you feel very bad about it. God wants to forgive you for that sin. He wants to cleanse you. Why don't you invite Christ into your life right now? And God said, I'll remember that sin no more. Pray this prayer if that's you and you want to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. All of you, thousands of you, pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for my wrongdoings. I repent from those sins and I turn to you, Lord God. I ask you, Jesus, to be my Lord and savior. I'll follow you, I'll worship you, I'll love you and praise you all the days of my life. And if you're a believer today and you're a Christian, if you died today, you'd be in heaven, but there'd be regret. You need to come back to Christ. You need to rededicate your life. Come back to the Lord and he'll draw near to you. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Pray this prayer if that's you. I'm a Christian, Lord God. Jesus, I've slipped away. I'm not walking with you. I don't go to church, I don't read my Bible. I'm get, I've gotten kind of carnal. Lord, I want to come back to you. I repent and turn from my sin and I turn to you. I want to be near to you, Lord Jesus. Draw near to me as I draw near to you. In your precious name I pray. Amen. Well, there's no nothing God can't reach out and touch today. No issue, no problem, no hardship that God can't change and turn around and heal and bring about good into your life. Praise God. Marilyn, anything to share? <laughs>
2: No, I just I just know that sometimes when we um, are praying and we want to bind the enemy, there's also the second part that says loose. So we bind and we loose. So when you're binding something, loose the power of the Lord to work in that. The
0: power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God.
2: Wow, what a great message. And thank you, Marilyn, for that word at the end. If you haven't already, watch us live every Sunday at 1030 a.m.
1: Pacific Standard Time on Facebook and Instagram. You can interact with us, chat with us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find out more about Lighthouse Church by visiting lnlighthouse.org. Thank you. See you next time. Blessings.